This is the Steelers Blitz with Wesley Euler and Arthur Motes on your 24-7 home of the black and gold, SNR. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yours truly, Arthur Motes, Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio. And I'm excited because we have a oldie but goodie in terms of this guest right here by the name of Terrence Garvin, former Pittsburgh <laughs> Steelers teammate, locker mate. Locker, mate. My dog, don't how we living over there, moat. man? Hey, don't cross the moat. I'm feeling good, man. I'm healthy. <laughs> you know what I mean? How are you feeling? I'm COVID free over here. How you hey, hey. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm alive. I'm well-ish. You know what I'm saying? Okay, okay. <laughs> we, we, we back in the saddle, though, man. You know how we hold it down over here. <laughs> hey. hey. It's about availability. You know what I mean? You gotta be available. Hey, find a way. Find that's the way, best man. ability, they say. <laughs> hey. You can't judge you on the sidelines. You gotta be available. Straight Come like on. that, man. You know the drill, man. But yo, we gotta talk, man. We had big movement uh yesterday here in Pittsburgh. Melvin Ingram being traded to the Kansas City Chiefs for yeah. a six-round draft pick. Man, just share your thoughts a little bit on the trade. Uh, is that something that you would have done? Because obviously he has value and things like that, but he clearly made it evident that he was a little bit upset with the situation here. So just let us know your thoughts on it, man. How would you have handled it? Um, initially, I'll be honest, I thought the Steelers had lost the trade initially. And then I really looked at it. I feel like they got – I mean, to me it's interesting. It's interesting to, to think what his role – would have been what he thought his role would have been. It's interesting to think that. And you don't you don't want poison in the locker room. You don't want somebody in there complaining. You don't want that. So they had to go ahead and trade him. I agree with that. Um, I think it's good that they got a pick for him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Very easily could have went, just had to release him, and then the team go about picking him up that way. So I think they got something for him. I felt like in looking back, they, they really won the trade because they got something for him. You know what I mean? It's not yeah. like they just left empty-handed. Uh, I'm not exactly sure how that money part goes. Do they still have to pay the three million? Yeah. Uh, so, so the way that it worked because they uh, gave it to him essentially in a signing bonus. Yeah, he already has that three, so they were going to pay that regardless if they traded him or if they released him. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, that's tough. You know what I mean? I yeah. feel like it's everybody. It's a breakup. Everybody lost. Everybody. Won. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, relationship won me, Doctor Phil. Yeah, I see you. <laughs> We all lost, but we all won. Just depends who you ask, right? (laughs) (laughs) Terrence, I I know you've got a. I know you've been in. You've been in plenty of locker rooms. You had to have been in in those situations where there's just clear friction. Things aren't working out. Do do you think? Do you think in those instances that the best move is usually just to you know let's just end this relationship and move on? I, I think that relationship analogy works, right? Everyone is all concerned with who wins, who losses, who got their heart broken, who was right. right. But sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just got to cut the cord and move on, right? That is what's best for everyone in some of these situations. I'm sure I you've think, got plenty of experience with that. I think it kind of also depends on the person, you know what I mean? Who that person is hmm. in this scenario. In this particular scenario, like, he, he's not homegrown. He didn't grow up a Steeler. You know what I mean? He got traded over here. He came over here for a few minutes. It just didn't work out. You know what I mean? It just didn't work out. Um, sometimes it's like that. There's some scenarios where people be mad and they got to eat that. You got to sit there and kind of eat that. You might not have the leverage to do that. Just different things like that. He's a loud person. He's got a little. He's got a nice following. You're able to get something for him. So I think that's just the best bet. Like just go ahead and let it go. Don't don't let your 
locker room per se get cancers. You know mm. what I mean? That's a young team. That's a team that's still trying to figure it out. They're still trying to turn that corner. So they don't have time for nothing like that. You know what I mean? Some locker yeah. rooms are strong enough at the time to handle something like that and can kind of calm it down and mute it a little bit and then keep going with the situation. Because it's hard to make everybody happy. I'll be honest. It's mm-hmm. hard to make everybody happy. You always got something that's a little bit upset. It's just the, the level of that something, if that makes sense. Now, so in this case, it was a loud song. Now, with that being the case, though, and understanding that we all agree, all right, probably would have been best to make a move with him so we can get something out of nothing. How do you feel about the team that they did business with, though, the Kansas City Chiefs, knowing that they're in a place of, you know, they're they're kind of down right now and they need defensive help, and you're helping out an AFC contender, a team that you could be competing with for a wild card spot. What were your thoughts on that? I mean, this is, I, you know, you never want to give it to the just direct opponent, but I think this is one of them situations, once again, they just tried to get something for it. You know what I mean? Like, the business came in the, the business came into play a lot because very easily he could have just kept complaining. They would have had to just release him as a free agent, and then they would, he would have got picked up to whoever he wanted to go to anyway. Yeah. It sounded like Kansas City was the only true offer they were getting anyway, so it sounds like they just did what they had to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. You got to try to get something for it. You got to salvage the situation a little bit. You get to a draft pick, maybe something happens with that draft pick. You know what I mean? Maybe you can keep on leveraging and bouncing. Maybe you get something. Maybe you get a steal. You know what I mean? You never know. Maybe you go get a new pass rusher, you get a steal. But you got something out of it. You got something. You know what I mean? You're not just giving away that money and then letting the player go as well, and then it's just he goes where he wants to go. At least you you know what I mean? You're not sending them to Baltimore. You're not sending them <laughs> anywhere in the direct division. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that's, that's a blessing. You know, so it, I mean, it's, you just do what you can. Like, you got something out of it. That's, that's cool. You take what you get. And keep on moving. Terrence, what's your level of confidence now? I think, you know, a, a lot of the fans, rightfully so, a lot of the tweets we've gotten so far through the show are, you know, people that are once again concerned about the Steelers' depth at edge rusher now. Um, you know, we saw a little bit of Taco Charlton on Sunday. How, yeah, how, how you feel about him, his role, and, and what is now, you know, a Steelers linebacker room that is, is down a, a veteran body? I mean, it's kind of been down that body. You know what I mean? Mm. Like I said, like, and that's one of those reasons you do have to get that out because you can't have a veteran piece of poison like you got young boys in there you don't want that to get to be like uh you don't want none of those habits to get picked up you know what i mean that's really the case you don't want to adapt none of the bad habits so you kind of got to get rid of that poison in a sense but that that to me that's why they had went ahead and started to make moves like the taco move they might have need something we didn't know at the time and it's like you got a good player in taco taco played really good last week um I thought he forced that fumble. Just between me and you, I thought he forced that fumble. <laughs> but I thought he played good last week. I thought he looked good. He's playing hard. It looked like they got that fire on him. So, I mean, to me, that's not a bad move. You know what I mean? You lose a little bit of money. You lose that poison, though. You bring something that's hungry. Taco wants to play. It's kind of like just keep on keeping on. Next man up. Now. You know now, going back to uh, to Melvin, when he first got here, because this is the other thing that's popped up, right? People have talked about him changing his mind, essentially, or how he was agreeing upon a role of being a part of a rotation, but now it looks like, you know, his mindset completely shifted. Do you have a problem with that? Or is that something that you could relate to in terms of, man, you sign on, you think it's going to be one thing, but as the season progresses, you find out it's different, you know? Like, is, is that something that – 
is an issue or was this just, you know, him having, you know, a lack of loyalty or lack of character? No, that happens a lot. That happens in this league. That, <laughs> that happens in college. That happens in anything where recruiting happens. That happens. I, I would be intrigued to know what he thought his role was going to be. You know what I mean? I was intrigued to kind of know that. He's a little bit older. Was he 31, 32? Uh, 32. You know I mean? Yeah, 32, I want to say. 32. You kind of start to – you kind of got to start to see the blessings at 32. You know what I mean? I understand mm-hmm. he's blessed. I understand it's a he's, – he's had a great career. But it's kind of like you're on that part of your career where you're in the mentorship. You come in, make some plays. I thought he played good that first game. I thought that was kind of going to be his role, like come in – just give 56 a little break, give mm-hmm. high power a little break, and, and keep keep the momentum hot. You know what I mean? If they go down, go handle that for a game or two. I thought that was kind of what I seen his role was gonna be. So it's kind of it's intriguing to know. To or it would be interesting to know what he thought his role was gonna be. You know what I mean? Especially at 32. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? I understand as a player, that's that competitive edge. That's that dog in you that's like, I still can do this. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like I'm the best. I don't want to be sitting behind this or that. Or I want to be playing more so I can show I'm this or that. And, I mean, it happens. Like, it happens. We all got our own expectations. Everybody wants the best for, per se, themselves. And sometimes it's hard to see the whole picture in that moment. You know what I mean? So, I, I, I mean, I wish the best for him. I hope everybody has the best for each other for their own situations, per se. It's just a tough situation. It's kind of like, once again, you just can't have that cancer, per se, in the locker room spreading because it'll spread quick. Oh, no question it will. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, and, and we've seen I, that I before a, here in Pittsburgh, and, and we're seeing I that think, now at different places across the National Football League. I sneaky had a locker mate back in the day that had some <laughs> issues, you know what I mean? <laughs> Yo, don't call me out yeah. like that. Chill, chill, chill. <laughs> dark days in there. I've personally seen that. <laughs> hey, look, they tell you one thing when you sign, and then you get here in the first three weeks, you're like, hold on now, bro. This ain't what you told think, me here, bro. This ain't what y'all told me. Wore that hoodie every day. No, no smile, no sun outside. So it's like, it happens. I'm just saying it happens. It's just about the man. It's about the professionalism. It's about can you, can you, can you try to hold this? Can you try to just do your job still? It's just, it's tough. You know what I mean? And depending on how big or small per se the fish is, it can it can get to be a big deal. So it's like you just can never have that cancer spread. That's really just that's the whole thing. Got Terrence Garvin with us, <laughs> Pittsburgh Steeler, former I'm, West Virginia Mountaineer. I'm reminded <laughs> there was a wise man once said, you know, if you tell them it's a business, they'll tell you it's just a game. Uh-huh. If you tell them it's just a game, they'll tell you it's a business. Of course. Uh, yeah. We we do get reminders of that dropped right on our lap from time to time for sure. Um, you good with Melvin Ingram stuff? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay. Terrence, I wanted to ask you, and I think this kind of transitions well, you know, you mentioned a lot how maybe a, a, a more veteran locker room, this something like this could get worked out internally, worked out organically. But when you've got such a young team, you don't want those types of things around. We all know this is a very young offensive line in particular. And, man, I, I just want to get your opinion on this. It really looks like it, they're starting to figure it out. They're getting more comfortable out there. We know two rookies, four new starters. It was going to take time. Um, but are you encouraged by what looks like, you know, an upward trajectory from this young offensive line group that we've seen the last couple weeks? 
Yeah, I feel like as a Steelers fan, you have to be encouraged. You know what I mean? You're just coming off of a win, a, a, a gritty win. You know what I mean? They played well. You, you don't see Ben getting hit as much. That uh, that run game starting to click a little bit. So you have to be encouraged. It's how the season goes, though. You know what I mean? It's it's, it's seasons within the season. Mm-hmm. And right now they're coming together and they're growing together and they formulating an identity in there. And that's most important. That's really what they were trying to figure out is their identity. You know what I mean? You still see the five wide, but they're running the ball, and that's what they came to do. Like they got that, they got that running back. They got these linemen. They're trying to run the ball, and they're they're make, they're getting some progress with it. So I mean, more than anything, you have to be encouraged by that. Also, their schedule, like you see, their upcoming games. They got some games that's very winnable games. So you know what I mean? With them clicking right now in the schedule, the time of year, it's, it's an encouraging time to be a fan because. They, it, it, you, you know what I mean? You can get some good wins, mm-hmm. get some good wins, and kind of move up, like fill some spaces around here. So, you know what I mean? You just gotta keep. It's about making it to the to the dance. Got to get to the dance. You just, you just want to get in. If you can get in the door, anything can happen. So it's kind of <laughs> like <laughs> right now, it's just about making it to the dance. Keep getting better every day. Every day as a team. Every day individually, they keep getting better, and they need to get a couple of these winnable games they need to go ahead and win those games yeah absolutely man absolutely <laughs> now i also had to ask you going back to your former position inside linebacker we've yeah. seen the division of labor with the players in there more particular devin bush and robert spillane change throughout the season where initially it was only devin bush and joe Schobert on the field now we're seeing a lot more robert spillane being subbed in on possession yeah. downs cover situations what do you make of that? Are you surprised by that move? Um, well, personally, I'm surprised by the move. You know what I mean? Personally, I'm surprised because it is a business. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, they're paying a nice dollar for essentially to drive this luxury vehicle, and it comes off the field on a third down. That's interesting. You know what I mean? But at the same time, it seems like Spillane has, he has a little bit of control of that third down unit. So it's like I think they see a comfort in them. You know what I mean? They trust him. And more than anything, the whole game is about trust. So they trust him on third down. They trust him in them coverage situations. So it's like they trust him on these tight ends. I see him in a lot of coverage situations. So they trust him. You know what I mean? He's kind of he's holding it down. It's not like he's just in there, you feel me, just giving it up. So it, it works. At the end of the day, they're using their whole roster. They're using everybody they can to get wins. Like you say, it's a young team. Everybody got to put their hand in the pile in there. So it's kind of like that's really just what's happening. Belaine's coming in there. He's playing good. He's playing hard. You can see he's real passionate. He feels he feels like he wants to be in there making plays. Mm-hmm. So it's like you can feel that. You can feel that. And I'm sure they can feel that. And it's like he's coming in there. He's doing what he got to do. And, it, I mean, they won, they won a couple games. Like I said, the momentum's coming. The season within the season, they found a package that they like. So I can see that being something for a little bit. Man, TG, it is always fire when we get on the line <laughs> together, yeah. baby. Always. Oh hey, you're not going to hey. get you, – you, you, hey, some... ears got a big win. I was about to say. <laughs> there he is. I knew it. And, and, and TG with your former teammate, Noel Devine, there getting inducted into the Hall of Fame. Let's go. I was there. I seen the bow. I seen the speech. Noel, Noel was one of the reasons I went to West Virginia. Man. Let's one of the go. Best we had. He was a dog. Fast. One of the faster guys I've ever been around. So it was, it was a good atmosphere. It was good to see that. We got another one going in there, Major Harris. Oh, yeah. Legendary legend this week. So You going to be there on Saturday happening. again? 
I might not be there this time. Oh, oh, oh. I was going to say, I'll be, I'll be there this <laughs> Saturday, I was going to say, but I'll catch you one of these times. <laughs> we got Texas coming up, man. Oh, I'll be there for that Texas. one, too. You better believe yeah. it. You feel me? We'll put them horns down. Go ears. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. You know what I mean? That's oh, the climb. TG, normally, normally we get the angry tweets and the angry messages about me, you know, working the Mountaineers into the conversation. <laughs> I'm glad it was you this time because the people won't come. At, the people won't come after you. They can't. Former we Steelers. We gotta let the people know we're still here. Trust the <sighs> Trust the climb. You know what I mean? Don't don't give up on us yet. We going bowling this year. Hey, we're going bowling. Well, let's, we'll, we'll let's go then country roads. Let's go. <laughs> let's go country roads. Take us home. All right. <laughs> hey, bro, we got to do this again. All right, man. I love, bro. My dog, TG, man. Thanks for your time, man. I appreciate y'all. My dog. There he is. Ladies Terrence and gentlemen. Garvin, I love it. Let's go, man. Former <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers, West Virginia Mountaineer. Man, that was fun. That was good right that there, That was man. great, yeah. Because he provides a lot of perspective. He is a guy similar to me, right? We've been a part of multiple organizations, mm-hmm. but he's also been here in Pittsburgh for some of the uh, more publicized, disgruntled yes, players. Has. And as yes, he was he alluding to, some of the more behind-the-scenes ah. upset <laughs> disgruntled players. I mean, it's funny when you know, he brought that up because a lot of people never knew about that outside of him, probably Vince. Mm-hmm. Ryan, in terms of Vince Williams, Ryan Shazier, sure, sure. and my wife, because I wasn't going to make it a public ordeal. I wasn't going to make it a spectacle. But for a fact, I could 100% relate to how Melvin felt. Because um, I remember having these conversations when I was coming over from Buffalo and why I had decided to turn down more money in Cleveland and New England to come here. Because the conversation was this is what your role was going to be. It was going to be a clear cut division of labor. You're going to get a legitimate opportunity to go out here, and if you're good enough, yeah, you'll, you'll be out there even more. And I remember these first three games, I'm sitting here like, bro, I played three snaps week one, five snaps week two, and going into week three, if it wasn't for Jarvis getting hurt, I was sitting at zero snaps. But obviously when he went down, that opened up the door for me, and with that, you know, everything else kind of, sure. you know, fell sure. into place with me making the plays I made and stuff like that. But, I mean, that was something that I remember every single day coming into work, and I'm like – it kills your spirit almost because you're so excited because, man, this is new. I'm going to get this opportunity to be a part of something. But then when you feel like you've been lied to, that's when it starts to change. And for me, my response was I'm never going to be a public cancer. But I was not going to be this jovial, happy person either. The smile you see. The, you weren't going to be a public cancer, a, a, but you exactly. weren't, so, weren't also weren't going to be a patsy out yeah, there. Yeah, not, not at all. So <laughs> when he talked about the hoodie, that was like my first one rebellion. Because for me, I'm, I love to get dressed. You know me. Uh-huh. I like that. I you care do? about that. So it's like, You man, and I do fashion shows. So it's like, I'm, I'm going to put only- on the fit. I'm showing up to work. I, I want to be the life of the party. We're going to talk. Like, I want to lead. When that happened, I was like, bro, I'm done with this. I'm putting my hoodie I'm putting on. The hoodie on. And I'm, I'm sitting here by quiet. myself. Don't talk to me. Yep. I don't want to eat with y'all. I'm eating in my locker. I don't want to hang with anybody after work. I'm going home. Ooh, I can't even imagine that, Arthur Moses. Oh, yeah, it was it was real gutter. But that's why we always can share that laugh because he saw the full transition of me coming in happy when I got this grunt for those couple of weeks. And then when it started to shift, and then we still had to come back up again later on, but it was at a different stage. And we always laugh about that because he's like, man, the way you handled that, I couldn't have done that. But I'm just like, man, it just so happened that I was in that place mentally at that time. If this was a year before, a year later, who knows how I operate. But when you're talking Mm -hmm. about Melvin, Melvin is a guy, man, he he feels that he doesn't need to deal with this. When you've accumulated the money that he's had and you've had the success that he's had, not everybody is willing to deal with that. 
And that's the difference between me in Buffalo, I mean, me in Pittsburgh versus when I went to Arizona. Me in Buffalo, I mean, excuse me, in Pittsburgh when this is happening, I didn't have the multi-million dollars right. just yet. You were six, You had a sixth-round you know, rookie contract. So it was like, did I have money? Sure, but I wasn't to that stage just yet. There's where, guys in the NFL yeah. locker room that have money, and then there's guys in the NFL right. locker room that have money. Whereas when you talk about me going to AZ, I'm like, bro, you could throw me on IR. In fact, put me on IR because I don't, I'm not dealing with your nonsense. I'm not dealing with the trust you now because I don't need to. My money allows me to be like this and operate like that. Correct. So it was a way different temperament from me to that organization, whereas in Pittsburgh, it was different because the timing of it. But for Melvin, Melvin is, what, 30-plus years old. He's made a ton of money in this league and has had a ton of success. Not everybody at that stage in their career is willing to put up with feeling, you know, if, if they were lied to or feeling like right. and, and, something and changed honestly, and stuff maybe like it's that. Like, we do always, like, you layers, right? Mm-hmm. Ogres have layers. We, we do always dig into this. Maybe it's just as simple for Melvin Ingram as – I'm 32 years old. I think I'm coming to the end of this NFL thing, and I want to be somewhere where I feel more appreciated, right? Yeah. Like, and you can, again, I'm never going to tell fans not to be fans because I am, like, that's my thing. I am, I, I am one. Um, I, I'm not telling you to love it. I'm not telling you to support it, even. I just think that sometimes that's just the reality. And, and fans are always going to hate that. And because, you, again, you, you, you care about your team, you care about your crest. You care about the logo on the jersey and the record next to it and, and the success of the team, not, you know, Melvin Ingram's happiness. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I, I totally get all of that. Um, but I, I, I do think there's there's some parallels to be drawn there for sure. Yeah. It's unfortunate, man. It is. It's it, that's, unfortunate. It, it, it's unfortunate. That's the I, business I, part of this thing, I love man. that that uh, that yeah. Terrence that Terrence Garvin um analogy of like it's it's a it's a breakup in a relationship. Yeah. You know, it, it seriously is. There, there, there are no winners. There's no winners or losers. Yeah. The friend group that's around both has to be like, they're oh, the ones. And now it's awkward. Oh, it's now like, it's awkward for everyone. Yeah, I mean, literally, it's like you talk to a player, and you're like, well, um, are you still allowed to be friends with Melvin? Uh, can you be friends with Alex? Or is the team cool? Like, how does this thing work? You know, it, it's, it's like I said, it's unfortunate, man. But that is the difference when you get to the professional level. The the business side of it that changes a lot. You haven't had to deal with it as much in college. Now it's changing with the NILs and stuff like that because now more money is becoming involved. But typically, collegially and high school-wise, you never have to deal with that part. It's always team is always the most important part. Whereas at the NFL level, we're essentially a bunch of mercenaries. We're hired <laughs> guns. Now, some of us, like myself, we can get to an organization and stay long enough to buy in and actually you know, love that place. But for the majority of the NFL, it's not like that. For the majority of the NFL, you don't have those type of loyalties to a team. You're loyal to your check. You're loyal to, you know, the, the, the person's going to pay you real quick, and that's that because you know they're using you the same way. Cool. It's a lot going on with that, though, man. And I think, too, you, you, you just can't also underestimate whatever term you want to use, yeah. the pride, the ego, whatever. Motes, I've said this before. Like, you, you Arthur Motes, are the 1% of the 1%. Like the one percent that makes it to college and gets a scholarship, the one percent. Okay, maybe the three percent then that makes it to the NFL or whatever. But then the one, then the very small percentage as well too that actually gets a second contract that makes it past their rookie deal. I mean, you were a decade in the National Football League practically. Like, and I know you always say there's me, and then there's the one percent, like the Ben Roethlisberger. Right, you got the one percent of the one percenters. Yeah, <laughs> and the, and I, like, like that's Patrick really Mahomes how it is. Yeah, and the, the TJ Watts. But it is there to 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 get to the Melvin Ingram point, right? 
like you have to have so much pride. You have to have so much belief in yourself and what you're capable of. And that is that is not a there are a lot of parallels in this conversation, but I always think that that's the big X factor that that even someone who had to earn a role in a job similar like what I had. You know what I mean? Like I you know what I've done. I've yeah. I've gone from working for a hockey team in Ohio, working overnights in Philadelphia, right? Like I working, had to working, working, I had to write I had to earn this opportunity that I have here now. I was twenty eight years old before twenty seven years old before I was able to come back to my hometown and get a job in the building that I grew up listening to to the radio stations in. But it's it's not the same as me going out there and putting my body on the line for decades like these guys do. It's not the same. It's there's just a lot of pride and ego that goes into that too. And I think like rightfully so. Like you know, so there's no right answer. It's it's a bad breakup. We we don't we don't like that he goes to the Chiefs. Uh, you know, a team that needs defensive help that the Steelers are going to see this season and could potentially see again in the playoffs. We don't like that. You know, it feels like the player won the battle, and I know a lot of, particularly, I think a lot of our old school fans, Motsi, I think this is part of this too. Ogres have layers. Mm-hmm. People just don't want to see the the player empowerment thing. I think still bothers a lot of people because that that is a relatively newer thing in sports, particularly the like it was more Even of an NBA it, thing. I just don't understand that logic, though. We well, because, don't because again, fans are going to be fans. Fans love their team. They love their I logo know, above all else. Just, There's the rare exceptions. But like no, no, Juju. The, the only reason I always say I just I can never understand that is because if you ask them about themselves at work, would they side with management? Uh, but nine times out of ten, they're going to always say, "I never side with management." Why would you side with management? They got all the money. Who cares about management? It's about us, the employers. I mean, the employees. Mm-hmm. But yet, when it why comes to side, sports, why would you side with the why billionaires? Why are you siding with the millionaires? <laughs> like, I just don't understand it, bro. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. because because again, there is like the rhyme, the reason. A lot of times, the logic it's it's just not it's my logic is undeniable. It's just not there, Arthur. Yeah. It's just not there. Like it's the same reason why when you know when our teams, when our favorite teams are on the end of a favorable call. Mm-hmm. You got, We're uh, all hey, for it. Yep. It's sports. Good teams overcome yeah, it. Those things happen about in the course the of a game. When it's against us, like a few of the ones were Sunday in Cleveland, mm-hmm. you're looking for the referee's social security number and his address so you can yeah. you can knock on his door, you can show up with your angry face, and you can say, look at me. You made me do this. Yes. Three hours ago, I was happy. Then you made that call. Now look at me. That's but man, that, like, this folks, this is why we love sports. This is why we love the duality of conversation on this show. You know, as I always like to say, even if you agree with us or completely disagree with us, it, it's all good in the scope of like sports talk, sports entertainment, sports banter, whatever it may be. Yeah. Um, but there's, I, I keep coming back. It's a great analogy. It's a breakup. There's no winner. There's no loser. Everybody wants to seem right. Everyone wants to seem wrong. And everybody wants to look like they're unbothered. I mean, we know these. And next, everyone wants to let, look let, like let, they're unbothered. Let's be real. We know these next three weeks. We're getting a zillion tweets, so people are clearly not unbothered. No, no, no. What I say unbothered is this: We know these next three weeks. This is how it's going to go on social media. If Alex Heisman does anything good, oh, we're going to overpraise it. We're going to over add it and over talk about it. If Melvin does anything not good, oh, we're going to see touch. All right, yeah, it, it's different over there, huh? They, like we thought it was. We know this. And you know it works the other way, too. If on December 26th, mm-hmm. God forbid, the yeah. day after Christmas, when yes. we should all be in a fantastic mood, day mm-hmm. after one of the best days of the year, 
if Melvin Ingram goes out there and makes a strip sack or makes yeah. a play that wins the game uh, for the Chiefs, I, I oh told my you we goodness. shouldn't have traded him. Why would y'all do that? Yins all are going to go nuclear. Yeah. And which actually, you know what, would I mean, it kind of be great for the show content. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. But I want the Steelers to win the game. All right. I want the Steelers to win the game. But that is, but that's, uh, that's why I do love discussing these things because it's a bad breakup. Yeah. There's no right answers. There's just different perspectives. If you're Moats and Terrence Garvin, you've got one perspective. If you are a diehard black and gold Steelers fan, you've got another. That's why we love it. That's why we love it. This is true. This is true. But look, when we get back, man, for our final segment. We're going to go to the Twitter.com. Oh, baby. We're going to hear from the people. The power Ooh. grid, the megawatts. So this is your last chance, man. Make sure you get your tweets in about this Melvin Ingram trade, man. Your thoughts on it. You liked it. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you think somebody won? Do you think somebody lost? Can we have traded them elsewhere? Let us know your thoughts. Get it off your chest, man. When we get back at the Body 52. The Body. And at Wesley Euler. The Good And hair. this is Moats and Euler on SNR.